thank you for your giving as well. Continue to be mindful again as our services this weekend. As Reverend, remind us again, let's come have a good time. Invite somebody, invite somebody to the house of the Lord. Amen, this weekend. I want to uh, read out of the book of Acts, the book of Acts this evening. The book of Acts called the book of action. Amen, amen. And, and so uh, let's look, I'm going to give you a few verses here. I, I can't read the whole chapter, but I'm going to give you just a highlight of a few verses here just to get a surround the story. The Bible says in verse 1, then Agrippa said unto Paul, Thou art permitted to speak for thyself. And then Paul stretched forth his hand and answered for himself. He answered for himself. And, and the Bible says, in, let's jump down to verse 13. Verse 13, the scripture tells us here that he began to explain, he began to explain all the goodness in which God had done in his life. How I many know we serve a good God tonight? Give me a second. Let me pull it back up here. And so the Bible says in verse 13, it says, and at midday, O king, Paul began to explain, I saw the, in the way a light from heaven and above the brightness of the sun shining round about me, them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And then it is, it's hard for thee to kick against the pricks, is what Jesus has spoken to him. And when I said, who art thou, Lord? He said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. But arise uh, and stand upon thy feet. For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of the things which thou hast seen and of the things which, uh, I will, uh, appear, uh, which will appear unto thee. Delivering the people from... Uh, from the people and from the Gentiles to whom I now I send thee to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light is what Jesus was saying from the power of Satan unto God for they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me and so Paul began to rehearse back what Jesus had spoken to him in, in that uh, divine intervention and the Bible says in verse 19, whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but showed first unto them at, of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coasts of uh, Judea and then to the, the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God and do the works meet for repentance. And the Bible says, for this cause, the Jews caught me in the temple and went about to kill me. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day witnessing both to small and great, saying none other thing uh, uh, than the th those which the prophets and Moses did say uh, should come. That Christ should suffer and that he should be first, that be the first to, that should rise from the dead and should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles. And the Bible says, and thus he spake, uh, for himself, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, thou art beside thyself. Much learning doth make thee mad. In other words, Paul, you done gone crazy. And the Bible says, but he said, I am not mad. He says, most noble Festus is what Paul responded back to the man. But speak forth the words of truth and soberness. For the kings know of these things before whom I speak freely. I am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him for the things which were done in a, were not done in a corner. And King Agrippa, he asked this question to King Agrippa. He says, King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? He said, I know that thou believest. And then Agrippa said unto Paul, 
almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And we'll stop there, but for a little bit, I want to go back to verse 24. And thus he said, he spake for himself, Festus. And Festus replied back, saying with a loud voice, Paul, thou art beside thyself. Much learning has made thee mad. But he said, and he said, I am not mad, most noble Festus, but speak forth the words of truth and soberness. And for a little bit today, I want to give it a title this evening about crazy for Jesus. Amen. Crazy or mad, not mad in the anger way, but crazy for Jesus. Reverend Joshua, open us in prayer, please. Amen, amen. Crazy for Jesus. Victoria, turn the top right to trouble down a little bit. Uh, uh, crazy for Jesus. Um, the, 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 the encounter here was the Apostle Paul, who wasn't always the Apostle Paul. He was called Saul uh, before his conversion to Christianity. And he was now having to stand, and really his life was on the line for the gospel's sake. So we share with you, many of you Bible scholars know that the early church uh, again, laid down their lives for the gospel of Jesus Christ and for the kingdom of God and how that they uh, uh, really would do anything for Jesus' sake. They were willing to do whatever it took to get the message out. They had experienced the life-changing power of God. They had experienced the, the, the goodness of God. They experienced the salvation of God. And that initial excitement, that initial joy, that initial uh, 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 zeal that they had for Christ, no doubt spread abroad. It spread, no doubt, and it, and, and it really has even never died out to this day. We are reaping, you know, we are, are partakers of their fruits. We are partakers of their labors. We are partakers of their zeal for the Lord. Or we can, in our title, craziness for the Lord. Hey Amen. There was a lady, she may be watching now. I got a phone call the other day. Got a phone call the other day, and, and she said, is this the church? I said, yes, this is the church. This is the pastor's my uh, phone. She said, oh, okay. And, and she said, are you that pastor that be posting all the time on, online? I said, yeah. Well, she said, you know what? Keep up the good work. <laughs> she said, you one of them crazy Christians. She was saying it in a good way. She was saying it in a good way, and so Sister, I'm going to give her initials, BF. Sister BF, she lives way down in Maryland, never met her in my life. But she said, I'm going to support your church. She said, I'm going to send you some money, and I'm going to subscribe to your channel. And she said, I'm going to get other people to subscribe to your channel as well. And so from that time on, she's been publishing out the church page and different things to people. So Sister, you know who you are. Thank you for the gift this week, amen, to the church offering. 
And thank you for your prayers and encouragement. Amen. Again, preachers even need encouragement. But she called me and said, you're one of them crazy preachers that's not afraid. Amen. She said, you're one of them preachers that have enough, uh, again, not afraid to tell somebody about the Lord. And I, she said, you should, uh, she said, uh, I said, yeah, we're going to have to preach that one day. Amen. And so that's where really the message come from. Again, I, I, it was a compliment about being one of them crazy Christians. You think about what Christian is anyway. Christian was considered a, 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 a slander at the time. Christian being called a Christian was a slander. Why? Because again, they they, they it was considered representing or uh, uh, representing Christ, being a Christ follower. You're just a Christian, and so it was considered a negative thing. And so naturally, they wore with dignity, they wore with pride. And brothers and sisters, they let's take that same thing again, even as we consider crazy Christians for the Lord. They say we crazy tonight on a ninety-something degree night, sitting up in this church baking like ovens. It's crazy, preacher tonight. Preacher, you got on a suit tonight. You got to be something. Got to be wrong with you, amen. But you say, well, again, why? Because we want to be crazy for Jesus. Now we. As you maybe just tuning in to what the case may be, crazy not in a, in a mental disorder type state, but a crazy, again, enthusiastic. So I'll give you the different version of them. Enthusiastic or to be, um, uh, never that absurd, absurd or extreme enthusiasm in a good way. Not, not to be using it in other ways as well. But it's really to, to be in this particular case. And, and so you think about this, how that, again, we live in also in crazy times, crazy times as well. And so no doubt we need to be on fire for the Lord as well. Amen. Crazy Christians in this crazy times we live in. Amen. God is looking for people that will simply trust him. And, and again, uh, God's plans, as I was listening to a, a broadcast on the way home, and it really gave confirmation today on my commute home, listening to some preaching. Amen. It's good to listen to some preaching. Amen. Amen. And the preacher got on there and he was talking about trusting in God. And then he went, he went on a rant about crazy faith. On, I said, man, and praise the Lord. It must be in the right place. Amen. But crazy about Jesus. And, and one of the things he brought up about how God's plan seemed crazy to us. Let me know that. To the world, and even as you read the word of God, when things were presented to the believer or to people, it seemed crazy to them. Again, and so you think about this, but it was, why? Because they trusted, and it was really a crazy type of faith, a, a faith that was seen absurd to the, in the natural. But we want to uh, uh, use this and believe it in the supernatural. Trying to figure it out and, and trying to uh, sort it out and calculate it, it just doesn't work that way in God. How many know that today? It just doesn't work that way in God. God wants people to have crazy uh, uh, faith, not in a box or not wrapped up in a bowl, but sometimes God wants to do the extraordinary, and it takes extraordinary faith today. Amen. And so we, uh, when we begin to try to figure things out, it'll never get worked out. But when we say, you know, in our hearts and our minds, God's got it in control, then God will make a way, amen, out of no way. You think about in the word of God, uh, again, various examples, even just when he told Noah to go build a boat, he was going to save all of creation out of a boat. That sounds crazy, doesn't it? <laughs> but it was true, amen. It was true, and God saved, no doubt, knowing his family, God saved the animals of the earth. And again, why? Because uh, but it, it was, it was, it, he had to have faith in Almighty God. You even read about how he told Joshua to march around the walls of Jericho, solidified walls, fortified walls. But again, th their faith in Almighty God caused this to uh, begin to cause the walls to fall. And you go on, I can give you story after story. You think about David, how, again, how was he going against his, his champion of a killer? How is he going to go against this killer 
He was, the Bible says Goliath was a champion, but again, it seemed crazy for David to go down to the brook and grab some rocks. Right? Amen. How could this be? That's, that's something wrong with the man and his thinking in the natural, how God could use Moses and have him take that stick or that rod and stretch it over the sea, and he was going to deliver the children of Israel. That sounds crazy in the natural. Again, you think about when he told uh, Ezekiel to pray over the dry bones. He said, can these bones live? God, that sounds kind of crazy, amen. But what did he do? He prayed over the bone, and he said, can these bones live? And yes, they can live. Why? And he said, well, prophesy over those bones. And when Ezekiel prophesied over the bones, the bones came alive. Why? Because he says, God, you know, you're able to do all things. How many know God can do all things tonight? I'm talking about today, crazy about God, crazy about Jesus, crazy about what he said he would do. So God can move and does things in the absurd tonight. And so we look at this today. Faith is just believing something that is not there many times, that we can't see it, that it's there. To the natural man, how we come and lift up our hands to, some, some, uh, to a God we cannot see how can we pray and believe? Again, uh, one song said years ago, it said, how can this red blood, again, uh, uh, turn a heart that's black as night and make it white as snow? That's crazy. <laughs> right? But in God, when God comes into a life, again, it's not for us to believe. He says, our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways are not his way. He simply wants us to believe tonight. And so we think about even in your walk of faith, I just share with you my testimony, how did many, again, before when we answered the call of God, we got saved and gave our lives over to Jesus Christ. And that's when we was in the military. I was in the military for six years. And, and it, it was time for me to make a decision whether I was going to reenlist or whether I was going to go into the ministry. God had called me into the ministry. Amen. Again, one of them crazy preachers. And naturally, when, I, when, I, when, I, when the preacher would start preaching, I would feel the burning in my heart and says, man, uh, again, is this God wanting me to preach the word of God? Is this God wanting me to preach the word of God? I went to the pastor, Reverend Jones, at the time, and I said, sir, I think I may be called a priest. But he said, well, the devil wouldn't give that to you. <laughs> The devil would not give that to you. And so I would go back to my room in the barracks and I would pray, getting out on my knees. And, and, and the voice of God would touch my heart and say, I want you to preach my word. I would lift up my hand and say, God, what do you want me to do? He said, I want you to preach my word. I want you to preach my word. I would shake it off. That's crazy. I'm in no way. That's crazy. And I would get back and I would go back and pray again. And what do you want me to do? I say, I want you to preach my word. Oh, that's crazy. And over and over and over, God shook it off. But again, it became real. It became real because God doesn't do anything that's crazy. Amen. He knows exactly what he's doing. And so naturally, after that, I received that calling. After I accepted the call of God, we left the military and went to Bible school. Left a career. My wife left the military as well. Amen. And, and naturally, a promising career is ahead of us. That's where I met my wife in Germany. And that's crazy also. <laughs> But God don't make mistakes, does he? A woman from a whole nother country. A woman from a whole nother country, and I'm from a whole nother city. We meet up on a certain time in our lives to where we come and meet together. Again, in a day lost without God, and how God can take two sinner people and absolutely transform their lives and clean them up and send them in the ministry, leaving their careers. Back to the careers. So when I was about to get out of the military, my sergeant major came to me. He says, so, Sergeant Whitlock, I understand you're trying to leave the military. I said, uh, yes, Sergeant Major, I'm, I'm going, to, uh, going to Bible college. I'm going to be a preacher. Oh, that's a notable thing to do. That's what he said. He said, but have you ever considered 
perhaps a chaplain assistant. I said, no, 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 it's okay. I don't want to be a chaplain. He said, well, you know what? I can write some papers and send you off to chaplain school if you would like. I said, yeah, but it's not the same. They were, they're not going to let me preach, and they're going to have restrictions on me and all these different things. He said, well, he said, well why would you want to go and preach to a small parish? He, I think it was from Louisiana. Why would you want to go to, to reach a small parish where you can go and reach a whole military? I said, Sarmage. In my mind, I'm like, Sarmage, y'all the ones fighting me on, on, on Capos trying to pick people up at church. What do you mean? You're to be the first one to write me up. Yeah. I said, no, nah, I'm good, Sarmage. I'm getting out the military. I'm going on to Bible school, went to Bible school, me and my wife, amen. After we finished Bible school, God, what did we get on my knees again? God, what do you want us to do? I want you to go to New York City. <laughs> God, what do you want me to do? I want you, it was already in my heart even before I got to the military in New York City. And, and because of that, again, in my, even my wife, she said, oh, are you sure about that? <laughs> that sounds kind of crazy. <laughs> Not so many words, but that's what she was thinking. And so naturally, we, we answered the call of God and, and, and left, a, again, a cushy place of Washington State, sold the house, sold, had a good job with the government, sold all our junk, and, and came over to New York City, a place where the cost of living was low, much lower than New York City. And now we were moving and packing everything up. My wife and three kids had come to New York City. People will say, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy, Carlos. Why in the world? People leave New York City. Don't nobody move to New York City is what they told me. People move away from New York City. That's crazy what he said. And so naturally, why? Because we had to answer the call of God. We had to answer the call of God. We had to say, God, again, just like Paul did. Paul said, hey, well, what's going on? What do you want me to do? He said, I want you to preach to the Gentile. I want you to preach to those Gentiles and go tell men and women it's time to get saved, to repent and give their lives to God. Whether they listen or not, whether they come or not, you have to continue to preach the word of God. Amen. Continue to day after day, week after week, continue to tell somebody about the Lord. Amen. Man, they may mark us off, off our rockers, but you know what? Thank God. I'd rather be off my rocker than again here and lost without God. Amen. In the world's eyes, we're not off our rocker tonight. Amen. The Bible says uh, 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 crazy. Uh, think about this. Crazy stuff gets stuff done. How many know that? Crazy gets stuff done. As you go back and look at the word of God. Again, and so when, uh, again, uh, we, so from that point back to what we say, we moved to New York City, started a home Bible study at the house, and no doubt total strangers come into our place to have Bible study. That's, back to that word, crazy. <laughs> From that point on, again, believe in God. Believe in God. Again, after the Bible study, we were going to believe God. Didn't have really much one or two people. We're going to go find us a place to rent out to start having church. Not only that, but after that, we had church over on, on Pacific Street for a little while. YMCA Pacific Street. Stay with me tonight. And from that point, we said, we're going to move over to Asher Street where we are now. The rent is three times higher than what we were paying. Preacher, that's crazy. Why were we doing it? Amen. Because, again, we want to do something for God. Amen. And so on and on and on. Again, we think about this and how the summit may seem crazy. The summit may seem as if we were mad, but we were trusting God. We are still trusting God, and he has provided. He's made a way. No doubt trusting God to fill the place. He's filled the place before him. He'll do it again. How many going to believe that with us? Amen. He's done it before, and we continue to labor and do the will of God. He'll do it again. We've seen folks get saved. He'll do it again. We've seen people get filled with the Holy Ghost. He did it before. He'll do it again. How many going to believe that with us? He, he, he said in his word. 
word, in his word, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And the same God back then is the same God of today, brothers and sisters. I'm telling you today, again today, God is able to answer every prayer in our hearts and our souls today. He's a mighty God. Again today, they may say, it's preaching something wrong with you for loving people that don't love you back. Again, giving your efforts, time, and energy. Again, to people that don't really get back. Again, again, you think about it again, but we continue to do it, and others continue to do it. Why? Because, again, for the cause of Christ. Why? Because we're crazy about Jesus. Amen. Crazy about the things of God. You read about a man named Job tonight. Job, he, he trusted God. But, again, as you go back and look at his life, he lost a, a great portion of his life. He lost his children. He lost, again, his health and his wealth. But, yet, he continued to trust in God. God. And because he continued to trust in God, God blessed him during the craziest time of his life. How I many know that? His life was upside down, but his God was right side up, brothers and sisters. And no doubt when life seems to throw all these different things at us and when things are going on, my friend today, don't look at it in the wrong perspective. Continue to look to God. God is able to straighten things out in the craziest time of your life. Trust in Almighty God anyhow. Amen. Paul was, his, he was about to be uh, executed. And Festus said, Paul, what is wrong with you? I can release you, Paul, if you would just denounce Christ. I can release you if you would just stop preaching and teaching like we said. We're living in perilous times. But again, times, again, it will test your faith. Again, but you have to continue to stay the course. Continue to have strength and to weather the storm through the uh, craziest times of your life. God blesses the most in those types of times. Let me believe that today. God can bless in the most absurd times in your life. That's when God shows up the most. How many know that? God will show up the most in the most absurd times in our lives. Again, we see even Paul and Silas when he was locked up. Bound hand and foot, they praised God anyhow. They should have been moping and, and complaining, but they cried out the more. Naturally, the prisoners thought that something was wrong with them. I'm even thinking about Jonah. Jonah said, I know what the problem is. Throw me overboard. And they said, Bro, Jonah, you done lost your mind. <laughs> and the storms came of his life. But when they threw him overboard, the storm ceased. Forgiving others when they were being murdered. We talked about Stephen. I'm like, forgiving others even though your murderers are taking your life. That's crazy. Think about that. How could Stephen pray for the people that were throwing rocks, no doubt blood beating down his face? He says, Father, forgive them. Lord, let the, not this charge be on them. How can I forgive somebody that's treating me wrong? How can I love people that don't love you or curse you? How can I love the sinner that does not love you, God? We have to do it anyway. Because Jesus loved us. Jesus cared for the laws. Well, how can we love people, uh, again, the people who mistreat us or lie on us, uh, uh, people who are not living for God? Again, that's when we show the love of God even more. I know it sounds crazy, but it's what it is. Why? Because we love Jesus and we follow his example. The battles, again, here, as I, again, uh, the battles, again, in life, how many battles are not worn by sword, but they won in the spiritual. Again, I shared with you, someone was mocking prayer the other day. <laughs> man was telling me, he said, you need to curse. <laughs> he was talking about, you know, they were joking, saying, you need to curse more and get things done that way. I said, no. Nah. <laughs> they were mocking about, I know, you, I know you go to God in prayer to get things done. He said, but prayer is just a little bit more punch to it. I said, no, nah, it's all right. I'll stick to my prayers, amen. <laughs> prayers, again, it has more power in prayer. 
Amen. The Lord will fight your battle. Amen. It sounds crazy, but it's true. Amen. Crazy enough to continue to tell people about Jesus as well. Even though, again, there are other alternatives we can call on God. There is no other alternative tonight. When we call on Jesus Christ tonight, we find out when we come in contact with Jesus, he is really the only alternative tonight. It may seem crazy, but to be sold out for God, so crazy meaning sold out, being a fanatic for Jesus, to serve him in spite of through thick and through thin, to be willing to do whatever it takes, read our Bibles, even though even though you read it before, again to pray, even though you pray before over and over, even though you pray and don't get answers sometimes, to the word it may seem off kilter but you know what today it's going to pay off why because again this is what God requires and this is how we get our blessings and I am again again and so we look at this today through the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ through the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ I thank God we were crazy enough sister we like to get saved amen to the world it seemed like they done lost their mind I remember my mom I called her from Germany say hey I'm, I'm changing my life I think I went home for my sister's wedding that's what it was I went home for my sister's wedding and they saw the changes in my life. They thought, they said, boy, you're enjoying the cult or what? <laughs> because they saw the changes in my life. So now I just had a, a, a change in my life. Amen. Something wonderful happened. And Jesus, was his, and Jesus came into my life. And so Paul began to explain to Festus what happened. He said, I was on my way to Damascus. I was on the road to Damascus to persecute more Christians. I was, on my, I was fighting against God. He was on their side at one time. He was the enemy of Jesus, Brother Carlos. He used to fight against Jesus. He was the devil's a tool, one of the devil's lynchmen. And on the way to Damascus, God shined a light on him. He had an awakening. And naturally, if you try to tell somebody about your salvation experience, they're going to think, this fellow's off his rocker. They really do. <laughs> they don't understand it. They don't understand how you just walk in one day and say, you know what, God, I'll serve you if you send somebody my way. Reverend John's tell his testimony. God, if you send somebody down the street to pick me up at church, I'm going. God pulled up. Hey, we're going to bring you to church. Just like that. Amen. And so naturally, to the world, it may seem I ain't making stuff up. No, it happens. And so Paul saw this light from heaven. He saw this light from heaven. And the Bible says, he, Jesus spoke to him and said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Why are you hurting yourself? And we only hurt ourselves when we uh, don't get saved, when you don't give your life to Christ. Why in the world are you kicking against the princes? What he asked him. He said, you only hurting yourself. I have a friend. Maybe you're watching, D. Amen. My friend, Dad, he used to get mad. He get mad at him, man. He got the car. The car would break down. He'd start kicking his car. Boom, boom, boom. Hit the car. Boom. <laughs> we love you, Derek. Amen. Amen. I said, man, that's crazy, man. You, your hand is the one going to be hurting. The car ain't feeling nothing. <laughs> and the same, same thing. That's what Jesus was telling Paul. He says, Paul, why are you fighting against me? You're only hurting yourself. That's crazy. And so many people hurt themselves. They hurt. The longer we, men and women stay away from God, like the longer our society stays away from God, we only are hurting ourselves. It's time to get back to God. It's time to come to Christ today. Don't go another night without being saved today. Tomorrow's not promised today. And why would we want to uh, lose our soul over some our sin or something that would keep us away from God? My friend, tonight, tonight's the night of salvation. Tonight's the night for you to say, I'm going to them crazy folks. Amen. I'm coming to Christ. And the Bible says he began to speak to him and Festus, he began to explain to him about Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the king, uh, Festus stopped him and said, Paul, you done lost your mind. 
He said, too much learning, too much studying. The major man. Preach too much preaching, Brother Johnson. You done lost your mind. What you listen to? I'm listening to preaching. He done lost his mind. <laughs> he gets high off preaching. Amen. What's wrong with you folks reading your Bible? Y'all should be out here drinking and smoking with us. Acting crazy with us. That's the crazy. I mean, the devil won't let us see ourselves until we see ourselves. And so in Germany, before my conversion, brother, brother uh, James, I was in a nightclub, in a German nightclub, drinking what they call heavy weissen, heavy weissen, a thick, dark beer. I don't even know why I was drinking that junk. It was nasty. That's crazy to drink something that you don't even like the taste of. That's crazy. <laughs> Are you drunk? Uh, you folks, I was there one time. That's crazy. Why, why am I going to smoke this thing? It burned my throat and my neck and all. It used to burn right here, that weed. That's crazy. Why would I smoke that thing all the way down to the end? My fingers are burnt. That's crazy. Then get behind the car and drive down the street, Brother Carlo, high and drunk and, and about to lose my life. That's crazy. Why do I'm going to fight over a woman? Why am I, I going to pull out a gun because you stepped on my toe? That's crazy. You said this to me in the nightclub, preacher. Oh, uh, not preacher. You shouldn't be in the nightclub, preacher. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, somebody may, if you're a preacher in the nightclub, that's crazy. Preacher, I'm going in here just to win souls. Okay. The Bible says to the night, he says, why in the world would I want to do this? The enemy says to today, go harm yourself. Go do yourself harm. Live in sin. Be lost without God. That's crazy. Don't lose your soul, sir. Ma'am. The Bible says to today, this learning has made you mad. In other words, Paul, you done gone crazy, Paul. But he said, I'm most notable professor. I am not mad. He said, most notable professors, these words are truth and sober. He said, I'm in my right mind now. I'm in my right mind. I like when that man who was lame uh, again, or oh, he was he was he he was uh, outcast. The Bible says they chain him up, and he, he was uncontrollable. He would cut himself and try to harm himself, demon possessed. And the Bible says that he was out of his right mind. But when he came to Jesus, Jesus put him in his right mind. You see, there needs to be a renewing of the mind when people come to Christ. The Bible says that they, then in Christ again, a new creatures, old things are passed away. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. They may think it's flipped around, but really it's right side up. Now I'm in my right thinking. Now I'm able to live my life the soberly and decently. Now I'm able to live the life that which I was intended to live. Not to go out there and harm and harm and hurt myself and cause all type of mess in my life. The devil wants your life to be messy and all messed up. Amen. But tonight, tonight, come to your senses like the prodigal son did. He came to his right mind. He says, you know, I'm going back to my father's house. It's much better on God's side, my friend. I gotta finish this up. Come on up, Victoria. The Bible says, and, and, and the king, he says, King, I'm not, I'm not drunk. I'm in my right mind. He says, knowing these things, I speak freely, for I am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him. He says, the things that are done are not in the corner. Tonight we gotta be one of those crazy Christians and continue to broadcast that thing. Continue to get the word out. Share it on your page. Share it on your page. Share it. Go out there and get on the corners with us and pass out flyers. 
There's some folks again out there one more week, out there in the snow, out there in the rain. Hey, man, all these different things, church of the day. Let's continue to tell mother men and women about God. Again, he says today we must continue to do it. He says, King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? Why don't you believe what the word of God says? Why don't you believe and see it for yourself? The word of God is true tonight, church. The word of God is true. Open up your eyes and see. Don't go another day lost without God. The Bible says... And all of them, all the governors, he says, all these men and women, they're trying to live a life without God. He said, I would to God that all men were saved. He said, I would to God that all men would come to know Jesus Christ. And Festus replied back to him. He said, you know, I can let you go. He said, but I can't. He said, he said, you've made your appeal to Caesar. He said, you know what? But at the same time, he, he realized the truth that he was saying. Many times people know the truth in God. They know what to do. Reverend Hope preached a message years ago, Pastor Dan Richmond. He says, this is right, and you know it. It's right, and you know it. It's right. You know you need to get saved. It's right what we're doing. Amen. Jesus is the way. We know it. Again, we look at this. They thought the disciples were mad. They thought that Noah was mad. They thought that John the Baptist was mad. Even John the Revelator, when he wrote the book of Revelation, they thought he was all out of his out of his mind. The final one I'm going to give you tonight is Peter. Considered one of the craziest of them all. Meaning mad in a good way. Crazy in a good way. He was, he was crazy enough to say, Jesus, let me go walking on water with you. He walked on water, Peter. Man, that was a, a, a crazy prayer. Jesus said, come on out, Peter. Come on out. And he walked on water. And when he began to sink naturally, the Bible says he, he knew what to do. He called on God again. And he began to walk with God, clinging to the Lord. That same Peter, he had so much zeal for God. When it came to pick him up and take Jesus and crucify him, the Bible says Peter grabbed one of his swords, one of the swords of the soldiers, and took the, to protect Jesus, he took the sword of one of the soldiers and cut the man's ear off. And naturally, Jesus said, Hey, Peter, not right now. You, hey, I love your zeal, but not right now. This is not the fight we come to fight. Jesus picked up the man's ear, blew it off, put it back on. He said, not right now, Peter. Peter was crazy for Jesus. Again, we look at this today over and over again. We labeled it again for the wrong reason, but Peter was a fan of Jesus, a fanatic. We see him at the football games, baseball games tonight, painting their face, taking their shirts off, waving and jumping around. But what about Jesus tonight? What about the Lord? Your favorite song comes on the radio. People get excited about it. Dance in the street and in the clubs. But what about Jesus tonight? Salvation, sound Bible reading, teaching, common sense. Amen is what Peter needed. Salvation came and it straightened Peter out. No doubt the word of God and common sense. And there's a lot of crazy things that happen in churches. Well, that's not what we're talking about. We're not a crazy church. And some of you folks is out there that's overzealous. Amen. Use common sense in reaching people. Use common sense as well. Sometimes our overzeal can run a lot of people off. I'm going to give you the quotes of Peter as we close. First Peter 4, 1 through 9. I know we're going a little long tonight. Preacher, we're going long on the hottest night. <laughs> Amen. Let's stay with me tonight. He for as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh. Arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. 
the same mind, that old mind that they call crazy. For he that suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Really? Yes, we can do it. You can live for Christ. You don't have to go and follow the dictates of the world. You can be free tonight. He says that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh under the lust of men. He said, but to live in the will of God. For the time, in our times past, he says, my, my life suffice that I've wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness. Peter began to tell his past, and we tell our past all the time. I just told you some of my past. He said, we walked in lasciviousness. We walked in lust. We walked in excess of wine. We walked in revelings and banquetings and abominable idolatries is what uh, Peter had told him. He says, wherein they think it's strange now that we run now with them in excess of riding and, 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 and speaking evil of you is what he said. He said, now that the conversion has happened, now something's wrong with you. They didn't care we was busting our head out there in the road. They didn't care I was bowing down to a porcelain god. <laughs> and they all laughing at me. How many know what the porcelain god is? <laughs> Brother Jacques knows. He wasn't always a preacher either. What's the porcelain god, sister? We're like, Brother, the porcelain god is this, that toilet bowl. Getting down. <laughs> gut, throwing up all of your guts. For the wine and the drink. No doubt harming ourselves. And who's in their right mind tonight? And so not he says, we were sometimes this way. He says here today, but we see and we came to the realization through salvation is what Peter said. He said, we come to this account that with God would judge the quick and the dead. For this cause the gospel was preached un, uh, with, unto them that are dead. He might judge them according to the men of the flesh. He said to live according to, the, to God in the spirit. But all things are at hand. Be ye therefore sober. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. And all things are for, if have fervent charity among yourselves. For charity covers a multitude of sin. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. And we brought all this up because again Peter and others in the word of God as we close. They begin to show us the transformation power of Almighty God. They showed us how our ways were before Paul showed us. He said, man, I was, I was living on the wrong side. I would have died and lost my soul. He said, the devil had me doing the wrong things. Peter testified the same thing. And tonight, many others, believers in God, that testify the same thing. Without Jesus, man, again, it's a life that's not wise. A life that's not wise tonight. But we must come to the wisdom of God. Come, wise men serve Jesus tonight. Wise men today to the world it seems as if we're foolish. The Bible says, for the preaching of the cross is foolishness to them that perish. But unto us which believe is the power of God. How many thankful for the cross of Calvary tonight? Thankful for Jesus tonight. Thankful for the one who gave his life. As we bow his reverence to God tonight, my friend, come to Jesus tonight. The one who gave his life for us, the one who was crucified. He, he, he took on our sins. We didn't have to do it, but he did it. That we can be saved. He took on the, the murderous sin. He took on the drunkard sin. All the matters of sin you can imagine. Tonight, he did it for you and I. For people that didn't love him, for people who turned their back, for people who reject him, but his love still reaches out to us day after day. His mercy endured forever. This is a love that none of us could even really, uh, even try to replicate. We try, but you know that's nothing like the love of God. His love covers them up through the sins. And whatever craziness that we've been involved in, you've been involved in, the power of the blood is able to wash it all away. To take the one of the ones from the fringe left or the fringe right, wherever we may be in our lives, God is able. The farthest away you may be from God, 
you're not too far away for God to bring you in. To reach way over there, he'll leave the 99. He'll go away on the other side of the earth just to save you. To reach down in the highways and the byways and the gutters. He'll even go in that nightclub and touch your heart tonight. Amen. Tonight, let the Lord touch your night. Let the Lord touch your mind, a renewing of the mind. No longer being lost, bound by sin. But to be, have the renewing of the mind, to be saved. Just like Paul did. He said, now I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. Tonight, give him your life. Tonight, accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Simply make this your prayer. Lord, forgive me of all my sins. Wash me clean and he will. I believe that you're the son of God. I believe that you died on the cross for me. Make me a Christian today. I repent of my sins. Forgive me. And from this day forward, I will begin to live for you. I'm coming on board. I'm coming on board. I'm tired of living a crazy life outside of you. I'm tired of being bound. I'm tired of being lost. I'm tired of continuing to bump my head and continue to go down circles and going in circles and going down dead end roads tonight. Tonight, make the ask the Lord in and he'll bring, come in and give you direction, give you salvation tonight. You make that your prayer. I accept you, Lord, as my Savior tonight. Thank you to the family of God. And begin to have crazy faith with us tonight. For the believers tonight, let's believe God for some big things. Amen. I didn't get to the second part of this message, but again, the big things. How many going to believe God for some big things? Going forward in this city, I, 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 I skipped over a point about, again, we moved to New York City. Say, preacher, there's crazy folks in New York City. Crazy begets crazy. We're going to use that craziness for Christ. The madness for Christ to reach out to this crazy city. Amen. In a good way. For those Lord joining in, go back to the beginning of the video and understand what I'm talking about. Paul, you have gone mad in your mind. Peter said, I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk. I'm not high. I'm just experiencing the power of the Spirit of God. That transforming spirit. That new wine. The wine of Almighty God. Tonight as we pray tonight and seek the Lord's face, you begin to sing unto the Lord. Let's believe God tonight. Believe God for a miracle tonight. Believe God for a touch from God. Believe God for a breakthrough tonight. Let's believe God that he can turn this city around. He can turn this community around. Let's believe God that God can turn the vilest of, of the vile, that those that are seen as far away from God as possible. My God is able to reach down and touch them. But let's pray, no doubt, that God can fill a church in the midst of a pandemic. God can still, no doubt, deliver. God can still again transform life. God can still no doubt renew and revive this land. God can still do it tonight. Let's believe God again for the great and mighty that he is tonight. The great I am tonight believing for what he said he would do. He trusted and trusting. We see plenty of examples. I just gave you a few plenty of examples of the power of God and how God is. He's looking for people that will believe beyond measure. Believe again today the impossible. With men, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Let's believe tonight. As we stand to our feet tonight, we're going to let you guys go. Let's stand and trust God with us. Pray with us tonight. God, we pray for the lost tonight. We pray for those that have, uh, have not come. We pray for those, God, that have been away. We pray tonight that you'll, this night, that you'll draw them in by your spirit. Go into their homes as we speak right now. Go into homes right now. Go into, the, again, your spirit. Prick hearts. Uh, prick minds and souls. Go into the ones that, that are lost and lonely tonight. Speak to their hearts. Bring them to this broadcast tonight. Let them know, God, without you, God, we're, it's, 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 it's lost. we're lost. Without you, God, we only hurt ourselves. Let them know, God, you are the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, we pray for this community, God. 
We pray for the youth, God. Raise up a youth moving, a youth movement where men and women would get enthused and excited about God, to get enthused and excited about the kingdom of God, to get enthused about the work of God, to get enthused about the power of the blood of Jesus Christ and the power of the gospel, get enthused about uh, worshiping and praising God, to get enthused about the ministry and doing something for the kingdom of God. Raise up a mighty army, God, we pray, out of dry bones tonight. We, raise, we praise you, raise up an army of, out of dry bones tonight. We pray and trust you tonight. We trust you tonight in the midst of it all, in the midst of a, a city tonight that needs you most. We believe in you tonight. We prophesy over this city. We prophesy over the East New York tonight. Prophesy over this land tonight. Raise them up, Jesus. Allow them to come back. Breathe life into the land again. Breathe revival, God, into the city again. We call out to you, a God that we cannot see, but a God we know that is real. A God that we know that can do all things tonight. God, we pray that you begin to manifest yourself. Manifest yourself, Jesus, right now in every prayer, every heart, every soul tonight. Make, your, uh, make it plain. Make it real tonight in every believer tonight. Let's believe, God, brothers and sisters tonight. Let's trust him for the impossible tonight. God, we thank you for all that you do. We give you praise and glory tonight. Amen. Let's take a few minutes to pray. Whatever it may be, just believe, God. Let's believe it tonight. Let's believe God for breakthrough tonight. Let's believe God for breakthrough. Believe God for healing. Believe God for the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on, let's sing, sing, sing. Believe God for whatever it may be tonight. Believe God tonight, tonight. God, have your way tonight, Lord, we pray. We pray. God, we Thank you. 
God, everybody. God is good, God. Amen. And we're going to believe God with us. Let us be. Amen. Those folks that are crazy enough to believe Jesus and I am. Crazy enough. In other words, in a good way. Sister, you know who you are, sister. Amen. She said, you one of them crazy preachers. I said, yeah, we really are. <laughs> crazy about Jesus and I am. Crazy about the Lord because of what he did for us. He was willing. If you knew where we had been, you say, wow. Friends will see it as well, brother. And your friends, no doubt, for your past, and say, "Man, you in church now? Wow, that's crazy." <laughs> Amen. They'll see a difference in you because why? The power of God. Amen. The movement of God. We serve a mighty God. We're not crazy. We're in our right minds tonight. Amen. The walking in the might of Almighty God. The renewing of your mind tonight. No doubt, we pray. Well, what's crazy is if you glide and die lost without Christ tonight. Don't do it. Live for Christ every day of your life. God bless our prayer. We'll see you soon this Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Come on in. Come on in and watch God believe and watch God move in a mighty way. Come in, believe him. I tell you what, if we are coming in believing with the expectations, God can do something awesome in this place we've never seen before. We need to, let's come in believing this weekend for a mighty, mighty, going out through the rest of the days of our existence here in this church. Let's believe God for the supernatural. Amen. It's not impossible. It's just as real as it was back then. Let's believe God. Walk by faith. Yes, and also fellowship meeting on August 13th. August 13th is a Saturday at 1 o'clock. Saturday at 1 o'clock, August 13th. Put it on your calendar. Push everything out the way. Put it on your calendar. Be here with us. And then the night before, it's 12 o'clock. The 12th, excuse me. At the 12th at 7 p.m., we're having a fellowship in gathering with brothers from various parts of the country and various parts of the community and you and I are welcome to come and have a meal with this fellowship and Lord knows what else may break out it's not a service but just a gathering to fellowship come get a free meal you don't have to cook that night so come on out and, and have a good time with us so that weekend is going to be action packed weekend come 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 hey, believe in and trust in God God bless your prayer we'll see you soon amen Reverend Johnson dismisses in prayer please singularly focused upon living an efficient life that glorifies and magnifies the Lord. We ask you, Lord, to everyone that's in this place, we ask you, Lord, to let each and every person in this place tonight die absolutely empty, no potential on the inside. Everything that you've envisioned when you made a Pastor Michael Whitlock, when you made his wife, when you made his daughters, when you made myself, when you made a Trey, when you made a James, when you made a Carlos, Everything that you envision in each one of these lives, yes. upon those that watch online, upon uh, pastors' daughters, uh, every, every, each and every one of us, we ask you, Father God, to let us absolutely die, finish without an ounce of potential, but giving you as an offering of our lives everything that you desire. And we ask you, Lord, to empty us, Father God, for vain glory. Empty us, Father God, for at all searching our own glory. Let our hearts, Father God, live to magnify you. We ask you, Lord, to uh, let the love of God, which has already been rich in this place, just flood our hearts for one another. Flood our hearts for lost mankind. Give us a heart, Father God, that's burdened for the things that burdens your heart. Help us to care.
We ask you, Lord, to rain down your blessings upon your people as we fully surrender to your will and your purposes in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.